0: is a
1: movie keep repeating it's
0: only a movie only a movie only a movie I love movies gosh I love movies
2: To the Matt and Mark Movie Show.
1: <laughs> How are you? How are you, man?
3: <laughs> I'm doing great now. Holy shit, that was fucking funny. Today was rough, but that was like you had a uh, rough day today. That made my day. Was just all oh, good shit going on. But
1: it's one of those weeks, right? It's already feeling like one of those long ass weeks. I don't know why, dude. Like last yeah. week felt like a fucking. Last week was like a white powdered donut, like a mm, mm, mm the powdery donut. This week already feels like the big long it's like
3: why is it a slog?
1: Stale eclair. <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the coffee cart gave you yesterday's eclair. <laughs> here, man, here, because you are fat. Take. It's take. crunchy.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I give you a banana too. Take. You take.
3: <laughs> I remember it's one banana, time that's just like all brown.
1: This is a true story. One time, there was a coffee cart outside of Viacom when I still worked there, and the guy had amazing coffee for a little coffee cart each morning, right? I usually would go to the bagel place, but some mornings, you did not have fucking time, and I'd go to this little big ba- the fucking coffee cart right outside of Viacom, and I'd stop, and I'd, get, and I'd get a donut and a coffee, right? And this is when I was, like, pretty fat, okay? <laughs> So, I'd go up to the coffee cart and I would see the guy at least once a week because once a week I would roll up. And then, you know, as you're leaving for the day, you're watching him load the cart back up onto the truck to drive it down fucking, you know, (laughs) Avenue of the Americas, right? Anyway, one morning, because every time I'd get the same thing, I'd get a black coffee and I'd get this like long, not a declare because a declare has cream in it. I don't like cream in my donuts. I don't like a, I'm not a Boston cream guy. I don't like that. I don't like creamy donuts. I like a regular donut, right? Just donut. But it was like a long donut that was like half chocolate, half vanilla. You know what I'm talking about? It's long. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what, what the exact name for it is.
3: It's like a donut dick.
1: It's just a long di- donut dick. And I would go buy that with black coffee. And one morning, I'll never forget this. The guy goes, hey, man, here. And he hands me a banana. And I was like, what are you giving me this for? He goes, you too unhealthy, man. I see you come every day, every other day, get donut. I like you, man. I want you to be Okay. Eat wow. banana instead. Free. And he oh gave God. me a free banana and a free coffee so I wouldn't be a fat guy and die. And listen, I was very touched by his gesture. But two days later, I went back and I bought a fucking donut.
3: Did he remember <laughs> that he gave you the banana <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: He did. He's like, you want the donut? Okay. <laughs> like, he was like, you know. You don't care
0: about your life. He couldn't, he life couldn't change I? my life.
1: <laughs> he tried. Like He went out on a limb to help another human being. And his kindness was like basically shat upon by me and my formerly fat self.
3: You know be funny if you brought the banana back the next day.
1: <laughs> Here, can I return can I this? Can exchange this for a donut? You'll never pay for this. This was a courtesy. <laughs> no, I want to exchange it for that uh that chocolate thing.
3: Because you didn't eat it like your family's curse. <laughs> that sounds like one of those movies.
1: <laughs> it's like drag me to hell but with a banana. <laughs> my man, mom is like pulling banana peels out of her mouth and shit <laughs> <gasps> she's choking you're like mom ah. <laughs> there's a movie where a guy it's like an encino man type movie i can't remember what movie it is where a guy like has never seen a banana before and he goes to bite it with the peel still on it might actually be encino man that, you know what I'm talking that about? sounds
3: like encino man it sounds like, like encino Brandon man fraser
1: that's what yes that's brendan oscar winner Brendan Fraser.
3: And that's how he turned into the whale.
1: That's right. That's right. He kept going to the coffee cart guy. He didn't accept the banana. He just kept eating the the donut.
3: But also the donuts.
1: He ate everything.
3: I can't bring myself to watch the whale, by the way. I I watched it. it.
1: I watched it. Did I tell you that I watched it? I saw it in the
3: theater. Oh, you saw it in the theater. I saw it in the theater, which was an experience.
1: It was a horrible movie. I have just come to the conclusion that I like The Wrestler. And I like Black Swan, and I don't like anything else that Darren Aronofsky
3: has ever made. Why, wow, you don't want to kill yourself? <laughs> I don't want to just feel miserable.
1: Like, the whale was the most... It was just like watching your your friends depressing NYU play. Like, oh, God. You know what I mean? I was like, I get it. The fat makeup looks really good. Brendan's cool. But that's it. You know? <laughs> it's like, give me the mummy. I started laughing there's <laughs> a scene the where money? he like there's a scene where he like binge eats because he's mad at life and I it to me it just started looking like a comedy like because it's a person in a fucking fake fat suit it looked silly to me but I was the only person in the audience who was kind of like laughing a little bit I was, and you know me I was trying to stifle my laughter which makes me laugh more been <laughs> you know what I mean it's still a sad movie it's like <laughs> it's stupidly sad <laughs> But sometimes he would order something. He would be like, could I get two meat? Because he always orders from the same pizza place in the whale. And the guy, and the same pizza guy brings it to him. And he's like, can I get two meatball? I was like, that sounds good as fuck.
2: I would eat all that. <laughs> in
1: an, in an alternate universe, I would be the whale. Yeah, the whale made me hungry. The whale just made me consider my lunch options. <laughs> I was like, damn, I can't wait till the shit is over. I'm going to go to fucking, I'm going to go to Little Caesars. Get hot and ready pizza. <laughs> You ever just be a total savage and go to Little Caesars and get a fucking $5 (laughs) hot and ready pizza? Like a savage?
3: I've not tried their pizzas, because I heard they taste like cardboard.
1: Listen, they're not good, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) Believe what you've heard, Mark. They are not good.
3: They're all ass.
0: (laughs) They're all bad.
1: Mark, we're here for another rendition of the Matt and Mark movie show. Yeah. Last week... Um, we got a lot of good compliments. People were very uh, appreciative of us doing a full get prepped, a full recap of John Wick 1, 2, and 3 to get everybody ready for this week's review of John Wick Chapter 4. We want to thank everybody who reached out. But first, you know how we fucking do. I'll
2: skip in for pillow. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God.
1: I said I'm going to do this every goddamn week and I meant it, people. <laughs> Go to our Patreon. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Matt and Mark Movie Show. The link is in the show notes. Also on our link tree on Instagram. We are slowly developing a, a subscriber base, which I'm so fucking appreciative of. Thank you to everybody who subscribes. Thank you to all our patrons. If you want to join in for as little as a dollar, you can get access to special extras you're not getting here on the main feed there's a whole separate podcast get wrecked. that's where it lives now it's now a video pod you can hang out and see mark and you don't just hear our voices you can see mark and i uh if if that's your if that's your deal cool uh you can see us we also do other fun extra content there are other little extras mark has a whole series that's coming um, so if you want and those things are only gonna live on the patreon and also it's a great way to help support our show support what we do here. So if you're in a position to help the show please consider joining the patreon once a gun 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 James Gun pop gun once again patreon.com slash the Matt and Mark movie show. And really quick housekeeping item two reviews guys we still want reviews I know we have a bunch of reviews but we still would love to hear what you guys think about the show we want to get feedback from everybody please do review us where you listen to us so if that's apple podcast be sure to leave us a rating and a review if that's spotify leave us a rating if that's wherever it is good pods indie pod whatever podcast addict leave us a review wherever you listen to the show and we would highly appreciate it. it helps get the word out about what we do here helps the visibility for the show mark we're still ranked on the nigerian itunes charts that's dope wow. we are number 81 in film and tv podcasts in nigeria that's so we want to give crazy. a big ass shout out to nigeria baby what's
3: up thanks so much
1: it's like that sir mix a lot song where he's like what's up atlanta what's up what's up <laughs> I'm gonna, what's up nigeria what's up jump on it jump on it it's that <laughs> one you know what i'm talking about <laughs> You know where, where, where Sir Mix-a-Lot goes through the different towns? What's up, Tacoma? What's up?
3: Dude, that's yeah. like a really old ass. That's old Damn. school.
1: That's old school, dude. That's what the whale listens to Way when back he's back. eating his like <laughs> meatball pizzas. What's up, pizza? What's up? It's mm. All the
3: restaurants he's been to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> pizza Hut, McDonald's, White what's, up, Caesars, what's up, what's up Little Caesars? What's
1: up? What's up, Little Caesars? What's up? So there you go. Uh, Mark, do you have any housekeeping items for our audience this week or no? Yeah. Any words of wisdom?
3: That series I have is still in the works. Hopefully uh, I'll have something coming up in April and I won't do it on April 1st. So it doesn't feel like a joke, but (laughs) look out for something for our Patreon subscribers. There'll be some more content coming your way. And it looks to be like, it'll be a pretty long series, but you'll get more details as that's released So.
1: That's all. I can't wait for that. So if you want to check out Mark's upcoming series, you definitely need to be subscribed to the Patreon. Uh, so jump on it, as Sir Mix-a-Lot would say. <laughs> jump on it. Jump on it. Uh, that's it for housekeeping. Mark, this week, yes, we review John Wick, Chapter 4, the highest-grossing opening weekend of the series, $73 million plus. Damn. Lionsgate. And we should say quickly... I mean, I I do want to throw this out. Spoiler! We're going to be spoiling oh, yeah. John Wick Chapter 4. So if you don't want any spoilers, although I think the word is kind of out now, um, it it really involves the one scene at the end. that um, And if you haven't just guessed, let's just rip the Band-Aid off now. My problem with Part 3, we ranked these movies last week, and 3 was at the bottom of both our lists. Yeah. It's or got great action goes, in funny?
3: it. It started out uh, higher up, and as we talked about it, it kind of... It kept like sinking. It kept <laughs> sinking.
1: Um, but the thing that I hated most about 3 was the ending because I felt it was so ludicrous and that John deserved some peace. Well, Chapter 4 truly gives you that, um, and we will talk about that in a moment. But, Mark, I wanted to get your thoughts. Your what? Where did you stand on John Wick 4, man? You saw this before I did. You saw it yeah. like a gentleman. You saw it a Dolby
3: thursday night thursday how was your crowd were people fucking hyped i had a great crowd and seeing it in dolby uh another Here's a big warning if you see this movie in dolby holy shit it is loud like (laughs) i kind of wanted to tell you to brace yourself for the first scene but i didn't want to ruin it for you oh those Those punches man punching dude that pad it's like loud drums, like 50 loud drums being hit simultaneously. It yeah. was so freaking loud. It's it like a like...
1: bomb goes off every hit. Boom. You're oh, like,
3: yeah. Jesus. When I left the theater, though, my ears still felt like kind of like <laughs> numb. It was fair. It was, there was, it was so goddamn loud. The worst part, too, was like they, there's a SWAT team that breaks in at the Japan Continental. And I was like, oh, good. They have silencers on their guns. It'll be quiet. No, there's there's two <laughs> scenes where they put silencers on rifles and they're just as loud as the guns that so, don't have You're like, I thought ninjas was supposed to be silent and yeah. stealthy. The other thing that was dumb is like, okay, so you have, um, this has to do with the sound. You have like that, the blind assassin played by Donnie yes. Yen. And I'm like, okay, this guy's relying on his ears to do stuff. All he has is a compensator on a short barrel pistol, and his pistol's super loud. So why doesn't the guy who's deaf that needs to pay more attention to the sound because he have a silencer? Right? Why doesn't he have a silencer on his gun?
1: That's a good question. I did love him using the doorbells, like the motion sensor doorbells. Was first off, Donnie Yen is a fucking badass. I love Donnie. I love all the Ip Man movies. I loved him in Rogue One, but that made me think again. I was like. Has he ever Not played a blind
3: guy? Another
1: blind <laughs> Zatoichi-esque swordsman. Has he ever done this in any other movies? Is this like a thing where he's like, I've been blind in many films? Or is this just think, it? Rogue One and this?
3: I guess later on in life he's just like, How about I play blind guys? <laughs> yeah, I want to put know. these
1: sunglasses so on. I don't want to I don't want to have you look at my real eyes. Maybe he just has astigmatism and he doesn't he doesn't want to wear glasses to put contacts in. He's just like, <laughs> I have to have sunglasses on. I can I just play a blind guy, and people are like, Yeah, yeah, sure,
3: <laughs> whatever. By the way, and no offense to the disabled, but I thought that that character was so stupid. It's like a blind assassin. And there were so many scenes where someone could have just been like, Blam, and he would have been dead. That like, is God true, was there... just right next to him. It's like, Come on, you could have just cut his legs off, but it was, but there was off. a
1: respect, there was the respect between assassins, the honor amongst assassins. It's like he didn't want to pop him off that easily.
3: Yeah, I, I know, think. but that just that just bothered <laughs> me. He's just like sitting there. It's, come on, cut his legs. There off.
1: was one moment. There was one moment that I was like, "Come on, that's a little much." Is when he's eating the noodles. They're in the back of the kitchen at the jo- Osaka Continental, yeah. and, and he's just like, sipping on the noodles. And he's just like, he's just slurping his noodles. Yeah, I thought there was gonna be something hidden in the noodles. Like he was gonna <laughs> chopsticks noodles? and pull up like a fucking ninja star and like flick it at him. You know what I mean?
3: Well, you know what was stupid? Okay, so John Wick's got the pencil thing. Why didn't he just take a chopstick and keep it with him instead of the pencil?
1: That would have been awesome. I did like, though, that this movie really felt like a true uh, chapter close to all those little things in each of the previous movies. We got another pencil bit with Donnie Yen. I kept waiting for him to use the pencil on John Wick, which I thought would have been awesome, but it was still cool to see. (laughs) Dude, pencil on pencil? Number two versus number two. One guy's pencil, they have to sharpen. Yeah, they have have to like sharpen as they're fighting. (laughs) He uses the eraser and like pokes him in the eye. Bitch, pop. (laughs) Listen, we're we're griping and being bitches, but I'm going to tell you something. I loved this movie. I loved it. In fact, Mark, because last week I said my favorite was two. Yeah. It's still my favorite. Two is still my favorite but this and is right, now my second talk. favorite I think it would go two four one three uh oh, wow. only because a the I love the fucking cast I love Donnie Yen I love the guy from Mortal Kombat uh I forgot his name but he's an amazing actor the guy who ran the Osaka yeah Continental.
3: that guy's awesome in any Japanese gangster movie. I want to call him
1: out because he rules um his name is if Google will uh here we go Hiroyuki Sonata that guy fucking rules I also want to give a shout out to Rina Sawayama, who plays his daughter Akira uh, and obviously being set up for big things, because it looks like, you know, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I loved it, man. And to me, the movie never felt. I was hearing some critics, some fucking uppity critics with a shit uppity their asses being like, this movie's slow. The first hour and a half is slow. Bitch, there's like 80 action sequences in this. The, The Osaka Continental raid is fantastic. The fight in the Berlin nightclub with the fat guy with Scott Adkins was awesome. Like these would be the ending set pieces of like any other major action movie. But here in John Wick chapter four, they're just the amuse-bouche to the giant entree that is the last hour of the movie, which has three, I would consider all-timer action sequences, like... I'm talking like when I walked out of Fury Road and I was like, Jesus Christ! I cannot believe the power of film. I cannot believe what they were able to achieve. Like the Arc de Triomphe sequence in the traffic round with the cars. Oh yeah. Which goes into the Hotline Miami sequence, like that overhead video game style with the fucking exploding shells, the burner, the burner shells. Oh whatever. yeah, the dragon, dragon breath, dragon in breath, into the stairs. And the progression of those stairs and that they that was fucking baller that he oh, the completes the sequence? stairs and then he gets thrown down and has to start over again. I was like, everyone was laughing their Dude. ass
3: off when he just kept rolling down. <laughs> yes. By the, but the thing is, though, it's like if you look at the other extras that got kicked down the stairs, they'd only go down one flight of stair. <laughs> John goes was, down you know, the mall went to like 50 stairs. It's like, oh, my God, come on, man. But how badass fucking was it? My audience cheered
1: when he and Donnie Yen teamed up to go up the stairs together. Um, I had a lot of cheer moments. I also had a great audience for this, did not get to see it in premium because the times blew. So I had to see regular 2D showing, no XD, just like a chump, Um, but it was a wonderful screening. My audience cheered, applauded. They were like a John Wick audience. Um, Everybody was in it to win it. Lots of cheering, lots of recognition of gags, like the pencil bit. Dude, when John shot the guy before he could get the I knew he was gonna save that guy's dog, and 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 you do it too. Like the the series comes full circle in that moment, a big fucking moment for my audience when that happened. Um, I had a bl- I had a blast with it, man. More I loved of a
3: heart it. Heart than most of the other assassins, which yes, is cool. yes,
1: and it was a cool way for him to kind of like again tie up tie off that character bit. You know, this all started with a dog. It progressed with him getting a dog. Then we got the dog action in the last one, and here it was like he had to defend a dog. He would he would have rather get gotten shot and and given himself up. And that's the moment. Yes, it's a character moment. So that Mister Nobody um, will turn and help oh, him. The
3: tracker guy,
1: the tracker, Mister Nobody, which kind of bothered me a little bit. He was a cool character. I hated his name because another eighty seven eleven production is nobody the movie with Bob yeah. Odenkirk. I was like, why would you be call this other character him. the same name? Give him a different name. Now
2: it can't be
3: the same universe.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, you know what I mean? Did that, did that throw you off? Did you not think about Nobody the minute you heard his name was Nobody?
3: What if there's a spinoff movie called The Nobodies and it's got that oh, guy? Damn, Bob got- Odenkirk, <laughs> Christopher like- Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the weird thing was like, to me... I was entertained, but it still felt like, you know how I was saying it would be nice if they do something new instead of being kind of derivative and kind of taking stuff from the previous movie and then just doing like maybe something slightly bigger. This movie felt like it took like a lot of the stuff from three and just transplanted it into maybe a a slightly better storyline. Improved it, it, I would say improved it. It's definitely better than three, but I did feel like they kind of just rested on their laurels for a lot of stuff. Um, some of the stuff that also didn't make sense was like, these people are getting shot in the head with, and they're wearing helmets and they're just like falling on the ground, like flailing. And the guys in suits that are like, what, how thick is like Kevlar fabric? They're just like taking bullet hits all over. And they're just like, man, whatever. (laughs) That just like threw me off. It's like these guys in the suits have an easier time with the bullets than the guys wearing armor plating.
1: I kind of loved that though.
3: It was just like, that's
1: the ridiculousness of the world of the continent. I'm like, of course the Kevlar three piece suit is more effective than the the SWAT tactical gear <laughs> and the fucking ninja masks and shit. You know, like of course it would, you know, I did bother me that like, I, I will, I will agree with you there. Like the fact that it was so easy for somebody to just kind of shield their face quickly. And you would see it's the shell casings cheese. drop off. Like I wanted a little more carnage. Um, that's why this doesn't top part two for me, but I loved it. Like I would put this into as like, to me, the, the crown jewels of the John Wick franchise. Um, and I agree with you a little bit. Like, I do think they were a little derivative, but to me, I was so pleased that they actually improved on the things from three that I forgive it because I'm like, these were the yeah. things that needed to be changed and improved upon. Anyway, I love that the movie opened with him killing the elder. I was like, good fuck this character. This whole desert thing is so stupid and pointless. And I love, I, it almost felt like get
3: the original guy. Either, yeah.
1: And that guy's not busy. He's not like a giant star, but I love that. That was like, you know what? It almost felt like Chad Stahelski acknowledging this was a fucking dumb idea that we took too far. Let's kill him in the opening scene. Great it. Yeah, it actually that.
3: removes that whole annoying element of like, oh, now there's the higher high table. And yes. then it just brought it back to like, okay. It's just it just table. proves
1: our point from Get Prepped from last yeah. week, which is you didn't need three. Really, you could have lost the third movie and had this been chapter three, and it would have felt like a nice yeah. completed just trilogy. I
3: that horseback riding sequence from the beginning, and then yeah. boom. Yeah, you don't need it. It would blend boom. right in. Yeah. And the other thing too is like, it. I like that they expanded on the previous lore, which is cool. Like, going back to his family. Although, the funny thing is, like, they were all dressed like, you know, Italian gangsters. They didn't feel Russian at all, which I thought was funny.
1: Oh, yeah, the the Ruscaroma. The Ruscaroma. (laughs) You must do this for us, Ruscaroma.
3: There were certain things, though, that, I mean, they're awesome action sequences. But when I'm seeing, like, other assassins go after John Wick and they're just doing full frontal head-on assaults, it, it almost felt like I was... What was that arcade game? Uh, Oh, was that really famous one where it's not House of the Dead, but it was like, oh, it was um, Time Crisis. Oh, Time Crisis. It it just felt like all these other characters that had no strategy and they would just pop up to get shot in the face. And to me, it's like I was kind of hoping for more of like hard boiled action sequences, you know, like old school John Woo. Yeah, there it is.
1: <laughs> there you go, baby. Time Crisis. We've actually talked about Time Crisis on this show before, is, because we games. love. I just remember this yeah. arcade cabinet and these guns yeah. specifically. They were like way better than the Red. than the Terminator 2. Remember the Terminator 2 cabinet, which was a great cabinet, but those guns worked. were gimballed in into like a ball right? To that ball bearing. You couldn't move the gun. You had to, like, be, like, centered in. Here, Time Crisis, you had the cord. (laughs) It could be, like, fucking going around your friend, shooting around his head and shit, (laughs) right? You guys could, like, double up. I love Time Crisis. The original. I don't know about Time Crisis 2 and 4 and and (laughs) 3. Time Crisis, the OG. Time Crisis 1
2: is what I remember.
1: This is what I remember right here. Guys popping out of, like, super pixelated barrels and you're fucking taking them out their hands
3: are like lego blocks
0: <laughs> they
3: yeah like this.
1: Uh, i can't grab you with these <laughs> oven mitts on a blush fucking blow your oven mitts away I'll fucking shoot your oven mitt right off you time crisis ass bitch um it That's- sounds like you didn't love the movie is that fair I, to say?
3: Here's the thing. I was entertained. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Had a great audience. But I did feel as though a lot of it was like some of the action sequences felt like really drawn out. I didn't like that French guy. I just thought he was an annoying French guy.
1: Oh, the Marquis.
3: No, not him. He was oh. annoying too. But his henchman, the guy. Oh, the you know, tall. The he was like a
1: Spaniard, I think. The guy with like the long uh, he sideburns. Had
3: the goofy goatee. Yes. He was the guy big, that was gonna shoot Mister Nobody's at... dog. Yeah. had like, yes, dick Yes, I hated up.
1: that guy too. I hated that guy that too. That guy
3: was so goddamn That I haircut. Like, that haircut is that he has
1: be... isn't that called the barcode? Is that what it's called? Because <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a fucking barcode on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, dude. You ever like work that with that a guy thing? who had a barcode haircut?
0: <laughs> you know what no. Talking about dude, the but barcode like, is. I believe that's just what like it's called. Bangs, but like barcode. Bangs?
1: Hairstyle. I got get ready. I'm sharing my screen. Mark. You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh wow, yeah, okay. The barcode. That's, You've worked with outrageous. guys who've had this.
3: They're usually in the tech department. Wow, this, look guy, at <laughs> this guy that one this guy
1: runs God. IT. Guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed he runs IT probably for a school. Uh that's, I'm gonna say I a can... Catholic school.
3: That's a real haircut style that is a real
1: hairstyle here you go this is what I'm used to too. I used to call this the the uh, the lurch like the uh like the fucking oh, butler on Adams crazy. family because it, it is that but it it's the barcode they call it the barcode
3: oh that is terrible
1: I never had the barcode in my life uh thank Christ <laughs> look I think this guy has a literal barcode look at that beep somebody's scanning his face <laughs> So the guy in John Wick 4 has this. <laughs> that's why we're talking about the barcode. If you're, if you're not watching this at home uh, and you're just listening, go ahead and Google <laughs> the barcode hairstyle, and you'll see the hairstyle that we're talking about.
3: <laughs> it is the weirdest shit ever.
1: Is this technically well, a barcode? It doesn't look like it. <laughs> I think that looks like a tattoo. Here you go. This is a barcode.
3: Oh, my God. That's Dude, a barcode that's like right there. up ends, too. Look
1: at this. The Hitman, oh. Agent 47. <laughs> There he is.
0: <laughs> wow, there's so many. <laughs> uh, just a literal barcode. Okay. Were...
1: You know. <laughs> Mark. Yes, I also didn't like that guy, but I didn't like anybody from the Marquis team. You're not supposed to.
3: But yeah. um. But I mean, I just didn't like him as a bad guy. He was just like too French. I like <laughs> I don't know. I just found him like he wasn't that <laughs> impressive it was just like a french ripped guy in a suit like the other guy had like you know the a cuisine dude that guy was oh. so awesome
1: dude a cuisine mark you
3: cannot compa- actually after seeing that character french guy is horrible and also the, the fact cuisine. that oh
1: <laughs> sorry that's the longest sound effect <laughs>
3: with the music afterward too. Nah, nah, the, nah, 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 the one thing nah, nah, nah. I also didn't like was the DJ. Oh, that to me was so annoying. And then yeah, they was... <laughs> had to play I'm telling you, the music in this movie sucks and they had a Rolling Stones song. So that You've hated all the music.
1: And I too have hated North. all the music in the um in the John Wick series, except like the, This movie, the I will say, you know I love The Warriors and I love that whole homage bit they're literally paying homage to the Warriors with the late with the Lady DJ. You know, all the, go all right li- listen up boppers. She literally even says listen up boppers. Like yeah. I love that idea.
0: But, his, but I'm, don't you... I'm
1: with Mark. The music sucked. The thing the Warriors had good music.
3: Oh yeah, but like, here's the thing. It's like if you look at this movie and most of his movies, all he's doing is just taking great moments from other movies and throwing it into John Wick series. So to me, it doesn't feel as original as it could be. They have the Lawrence of Arabia edit with the matchstick blowing out. They have yep. the motion control scene from Minority Report. There's like a slew of other movies where he just straight up takes the scenes and puts it into the John wait, Wick was in the my Wait, which scene? one was what Minority Report?
1: Was that the Hotline Miami scene?
3: No, no, that, yeah, that was the, the overhead motion control rig. Remember when the... Uh, when they're scanning the residents of the apartment. Oh, yes, and the little spiders, and the spiders are going spiders through. Are through. Same yes. Fucking camera moves very slow over the top. You know, I mean, to I wanted something new. I wanted to see something like Terminator 2 style or like the Matrix, something like totally brand new that you can bring to the action series. You know, and wow. it just felt like all they did was take whatever they did in the previous movies and then maybe add some flair from classic movies just to give it. A visual look, and to me, it just didn't feel like cohesive. It was like, all right, we're just cookie-cuttering other movies and inserting into John Wick, rather than it being like this is the John Wick look. You know what I mean? And maybe I'm being a pretentious wow about it, but I I, uh, wanted. I'm shocked to hear you say that.
1: I'm shocked. I I thought for sure you were gonna love this. I could totally see what you're saying though, but I, I like. I don't know. I like the homages worked for me. Like you know me, like. Look, I'm not a big Lawrence of Arabia guy, but I knew the reference right away. And I was like, hey, that's funny. They're paying homage. That's great. Whatever gets us out of the desert. I don't give a shit. You could do 10 <laughs> homages. Just get us out of here. But then, like, you know me. I love the Warriors. And when I saw that they were doing that bit, I was like, you know what? That's great because it introduces a whole new generation who know nothing of the Warriors. The Warriors is – look, I know it's a cult film and guys like us know about it. But the Warriors is a pretty obscure movie. Like, if you think about it, it's not it's not brought up. It's not coming out on film TikTok. With, like, 15-year-olds yeah. talking about the Warriors. Like, so to them, it's almost like a cool gateway for them
3: to discover the Warriors, right? Only
1: for the younger people to be like,
3: I wasn't born when that movie was made, so I'm not watching it.
1: I'm not watching it. I only watched John McFour.
3: <laughs> but it's, you know what I mean, though? It's like, I'm not, like, using it as a, like as a negative but i just wanted to see something you
1: wanted some more originality is what you're yeah, saying but then how different. do you but d- didn't you think the roundabout the arc de triomphe was original the state like i know the stairs is very simple but to me the audacity of having him make his way up to only beat him down that felt like a very that felt to me very hong kong movie like oh you think it was impressive to see jackie chan go all the way up the stairs no no, no that's not it We're going to send Jackie back down and have him fight his way back up again. And that's the, that's what makes the sequence impressive that it keeps going. He's faced this adversity and then he has to face it again. Like it felt very, to me, it felt ridiculously impressive. Um, But I hear you original. No, but I think the workmanship of it is impressive. You know,
3: but if you look at the, the angles they use, it's just a camera pushing up the stairs and then it goes down the stairs. There's nothing like, they could have you, done some crazy shit. You wanted, like, more they, visual
1: flourish, you mean?
3: Well, think about it this way. In the first one, they had those... Can you imagine if they did the staircase sequence uncut with that timer going off with the sunset and having to do that sequence all in, like, almost like a real In time? one shot? But it's just so cut up that it was, like, it felt a bit generic to me with all these guys just popping out of, like, you know, behind things and shooting at him. Like, I wanted to see something, like, crazy. wow. Dude, it just I'm felt shocked. Like a bit too generic for my taste, but like I said, it wasn't that it wasn't entertaining. I just was hoping for a bit more. You wanted
1: something new. You wanted it to push the yeah. envelope because to and and listen, I agree that the first and second movie do push the envelope forward. I think three was a big step back, but I definitely, you know, I I don't know if originality. I, I mean, I can see what you're saying, but to me, I was so impressed. By the audacity of the action in this, that I I was just like, and especially after three, the letdown of three, I think that helped kind of like lift me up a bit on the movie, because yeah. I was ready to love it already. And it was clear that once, like, this is the first movie, I think, too, where we've broken away from John for an extended amount of time. Like, usually John is informing every scene, or he's in every scene in the previous three. Here, there's a whole bit before Osaka where you're not with John for, I would say, like a good 10, 12 minutes you're like where the fuck's he at what's happening like why are we catching up with the marquee now we're watching poor lance reddick too by the way rest in peace yeah i know
3: he gets blasted tough to see him die tribute was getting blasted
1: i kept waiting for them to have some kind of for lance at the end or something but that never came i guess it happened too fast
3: yeah they probably added in for the home video i bet probably but that yeah that was sad to see his character go but at the same time it's like okay i guess it was fitting i guess right it doesn't leave him in a position
1: where it's like well how are we going to kill him off screen now exactly um i think
3: that by the way that i i wasn't a fan of was going back to the whole derivative thing it's like okay how many times we got to see these like glass boxes with samurai gear in it oh yeah
0: that was that was a retread fucking
3: scene
1: was a retread, but and this one of, funny, it had a blind like, swordsman in it.
3: And the other thing too, regarding the weapons, it always seems like they're just going on like, if you go to those like gun YouTube channels, it's just like they're like, you know how they have their little stores and like, and dragon breath rounds. So they're like, oh, we'll just use dragon breath rounds. But oh, we see to look, me, they to me, I don't well,
1: follow man. firearm YouTube. So to me, that was like a new thing. I just remember that being in oh that dread all. Remember in Dread when he was like, like oh, oh, when Dread was like hot shot, and it was like the exploding yeah. round. That's I was like that's cool for me. I hadn't seen that in a movie since Dread. I was like that's <laughs> pretty cool. I'm happy to see that. Uh, but for somebody like you who's watching or you're more up to date on firearm stuff than I am.
3: Oh no, I'm it was sure cool to you it's like old it half, but I thought it was like, cool. It does look like they're taking those you know those comp pistols you know, the ones that have the compensators at the end, they're like copper barrels and they're basically designed for competition shooting. It's yes. cool seeing that stuff in the dragon's breath, but um, it does feel very much like they're like, this is what the bloggers are liking. The like you mean like they sat
1: in a room shit. and they were like, what's hot right now yeah. in the gunosphere? <laughs> they were like dragon breath rounds <laughs> and copper, whatever. Yeah. And Minority Report, everybody likes that one.
2: <laughs> yeah, they're pretty like,
1: much. Cool, but cool. Put it all in.
3: <laughs> but just to, that's not to say. I thought that scene, that overhead. I thought it was awesome. Shotgun sun scene was dope. That was that's really fucking cool.
1: awesome. Like that also, to me. That's what I'm saying. Like the last hour of this movie is three all timer action sequences in a row. They're all long. They're all extended. Like these each feel like you could peel them off. They're going to be like million. View YouTube videos that people are going to go back to and go back. Oh, you want to watch the scene on the stairs? You want to watch the fucking, I call it the hotline Miami. See, you want to watch the overhead dragon breath scene? You want to watch the Arc de Triomphe, the fucking car thing? These are going to be like, nobody's talking about any of the sequences from three, right? Even though it's got the dogs. Nobody can remember two, even though we love two. And one now looks quaint compared to the other yeah. three. To me, the three action sequences. That I think John Wick is going to be defined by are all in this movie now.
3: I think that's, that's hard. why I loved it. The, way, the, the the arc, the triumph scene was pretty cool, but it does feel like really long. And if, you know what the funny thing is? Like no cops show up and nobody stops. Well, that's it, so what it I felt very video gamey. It was. I had like, to. Are these I had NPCs to resign myself. Like there are no in cops circles? in this
1: universe. The last time we saw a cop was what Jimmy from, this, yeah. from the from second movie, first and second movie. And I was like, I guess cops just don't. There's just no police, and that's fine, yeah. I guess. Well, it was, I think, it's too tricky. I'm,
3: I'm looking for more believability when I shouldn't, so I'm not going to, like, really yeah, go Yeah, because it is, it's is—it's
1: like a hyper-stylized yeah. comic book world, right? It's very different and silly, you know, the yeah. world of the continent. Like, to me, it's okay if it doesn't check these real-world boxes. I'm like, yeah, it's fine.
3: Yeah, I guess it doesn't feel Sometimes like an oversight it's to nice me. it's nice, though. It was, by the way, it was really cool to see him use nunchucks. It, it, that it, was fucking of, awesome. Speaking of something different, there you go. That was like the perfect example of it. It's like, okay, cool. And the way he uses nunchucks is not in the traditional way, he's using it more in like a brutal way. It's yes. not like technique, it's just like, it's smacking with these when he things.
1: fucking just smacks the same guy like 80 times in the head. That shit was awesome. Dude, did you ever People have a trainee? Cheering. Did you ever have training nunchucks when you were a kid? The like soft foamy ones that everybody yeah. could do the same nunchuck move like over the shoulder, behind the shoulder. You'd but, like whip them around. Even
3: when you got hit with that thing in the head, it hurt. still hurt. Yeah, like, dude. If you were really whipping those things around like.
1: <laughs> I had we talked about this. We both ha- did martial arts as kids. I did Taekwondo. You did better things. I think taekwondo was I not did very jiu-jitsu, cool. Jiu jitsu, yeah. There you go. You did. I should have done jiu jitsu. I did taekwondo. And even though in taekwondo, you had the, nunchucks are not a thing. I remember when Is you got to the weapon throws, stage, right? it was, yeah, it was more throws, but you would use a staff. And if you were oh, yeah. really high up the chain, you would use a sword. But that was it. There was no fucking nunchucks. And I remember after Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, I bought, I like, demanded my mom buy me nunchucks and they were like the fucking soft foamy ones that still hurt yeah and everybody could do that same over the shoulder move i could still do it now and like that right really move.
3: Clunky, i remember there'd be like so, that pause. so bad
1: yeah dude you'd have to <laughs> take a second Crap. oh oh your old ass uncle would come yeah, over yeah. and be like let me try these he could do it too but everybody was fucking slow at it because we were all a bunch of gringos trying this
3: yeah <laughs> like, and then you see like that little chinese kid that's like replicating every bruce lee move d- yes We had a
1: little we had a little Chinese kid in our taekwondo class who I remember also brought his nunchucks just for play. And that dude could whoop ass like he was out there in the (laughs) mirror fucking kicking ass. And I couldn't break a dude. I couldn't even. (laughs) I'm going to admit something. Okay. you know how when you have to level up in kid martial arts, you had to, like, break a board to get your next belt. Right. You had to do a form. Right. Which was basically you doing this memorized. Thing moves, kicks, like the and cotis. shit. You're doing yes, the katas. You're doing it all, all together in unison. Then you step forward to break a board. Then you get your belt, right? Okay, dude. <laughs> the first two, like three times, like what is it? Yellow, green, and something else.
0: I fucked purple? up
1: each time. I had to go back a second time to get the belts. And Wait, then we you have
3: you couldn't break the board.
1: I fucked up. I like fucked up the kicks. So I couldn't break the board then I had to go back and do it again and then I did it but I think it was like I think they kind of rigged it (laughs) like like I feel feel like there was a seam there they were like it's this guy they didn't they went the guy was breaking it already as I was coming in (laughs) yeah (laughs) he was like
3: oh you did it
1: you know what I mean (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) that guy was totally doing that anyway (laughs) i i fly anytime i see nunchucks now i only think of like 10 year olds in the 90s like whipping nunchucks around and everybody's doing that same move that same lame move yeah. <laughs> john wick makes the nunchuck move look awesome
3: <laughs> it looks and so I like badass that he did it in like it was like a functional way it wasn't like a showboaty way it was just yes. like he's just gonna beat your ass in with these nunchucks
1: and that's one of those things too that like they use there was one john wick 4 trailer that ends with just him whacking that guy in the head a bunch of times. I was oh, like, that's see, definitely I something they're gonna sure cut. To
3: avoid those.
1: Oh, see, I was like, that's definitely something they're gonna cut. Like, it's fun in the trailer, but I'm sure in the movie it's over. No, I'm so fucking glad they kept it in its entirety. <laughs> it's just him whipping that guy. It's so
3: brutal. <laughs> it too. is brutal.
1: It's fucking awesome. It's so good.
3: By the way, kudos to uh to Keanu Reeves. He looks younger in this movie than he does in the other movies. He and does he moves fast and he he's looks he looks i think it's because he's, he's
1: slimmer is. he looks a little slimmer well john has yeah, been that, hiding out third
3: one he had more of like a, a little jowly
1: yeah here he's been <laughs> hiding out with the homeless king so there's not much to eat so he lost a lot of there's weight no he's just beating that board just fucking punching that board real hard <laughs> again i was confronted with the homeless society question from last week where the fucking homeless king lawrence fishburne can somehow get a flight he didn't swim to to Paris, but he went there so he can go to Paris. And it's then when global, they're, they're underneath,
3: he has like a boat, like a super classy and a nice speedboat. That's like those one of those 1940s wood ones. Why expensive.
1: wouldn't you Fuck. just do that all the time? What's the point of you being the homeless guy then? <laughs> Again, I have an issue with the homeless situation in the John Wick movies. Who would willingly do that? There's no reason if you're just going to wind up using the rich guy stuff. So all you're doing is you're using the rich guy stuff for like 10% of the time, while the other assassins get to use it 90% of the time. Why are you a homeless yeah, guy? It makes no sense.
3: I would by the way, I would totally be totally be homeless to get one of those boats that's like those wooden boats. Boat. That's what I'm saying like you're wondering about where
1: the police are in this universe. I'm wondering still why would anyone choose to be in the homeless sect of assassins? It makes no sense. That's the one thing where they shot themselves in the foot like they should have made the homeless people not be assassins like they're amazing surveillance takers. They don't have any you know they don't have to subscribe to the high table they're like outside of it because they don't enjoy because they're sacrificing the the better life and they don't get the benefits of that they are then the high table doesn't affect them but they're still governed by the high table they still have to do all the hard work that all the other assassins do it's just the thing is they have to do it homeless why
3: i would have been more for like them being like the Ninja Turtles where they live in the sores, but at least it's comfortable and nice. Yes. These dudes are like sitting in alleyways and shit.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like Jason Manzukis is in the rain. That's where he lives.
3: <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: He's not taking his rainy gear off to go to a Hilton. He's in the fucking rain all the time. That sucks. That guy has swamp ass all the time. <laughs> if you were an assassin in any other sect of society you could live inside and stay at a hotel yeah, probably i didn't see have, in the like... continental lobby homeless guys lining up to the bar to get a drink they're not allowed in they're fucking homeless
3: also they don't have a homeless shelter this group of people so they're yes, like total they go to ass. the regular they homeless shelter like, yeah.
1: they we even see in the third movie they go to a real soup kitchen they don't even have their own goddamn soup kitchen <laughs> it makes no sense why would you be a homeless person in this universe
3: also what are they doing with their money because they get paid as they athlete, get paid
1: so. to do hits totally
0: like what the fuck are why
1: are you touching pigeons and getting shit on all the time they're constantly covered in bird shit they live in the sewer (laughs) these people are getting sick constant swamp ass meanwhile if you're someone's assistant you probably get to stay in a hotel have a boat a car (laughs) eat steak duck fat fries you don't have to be in the elements you have a roof over your head it makes no sense yeah
3: all those other assassins look really good they're like you know they got they're doing great clean tailored gear Yeah,
1: They probably smell great. That's the one thing. Everybody in the John Wick universe looks like they smell great, except for the fat guy, Scott Atkins, who looks like he's (laughs) flop sweaty and does not look like he smells good.
3: By the way, did you like how like whenever they show or act as um, when they first introduced Lawrence Fisherman's character, he's got like seven overcoats on? Yes, that's what I'm saying. He's got so many jackets on. Like that's gotta be, I mean, if John Wick's rolling around with one thin suit, that guy must be boiling his ass off. Why can't the
1: Homeless King have one thing? And we just assume, oh, it looks like a tattered jacket he got out of a Walmart dumpster, but there's a Kevlar lining inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? That looks like They're a elite... starter jacket that he dug out of someone's garbage, but there's actually a Kevlar lining inside.
3: <laughs> they only raid like <laughs> Assassin's Trash Bins. <laughs> yeah we only raid the continentals' dumpsters <laughs> this is weird,
1: winston's underpants there's a kevlar protective cup over the dick part going to wear that <laughs> he wears it on his head as a
3: hat <laughs> mark what way, did you he think has of access oh. to all those suits too cuz he's always bringing a suit to john wick yes. he does it twice and he himself does it. That's what I'm saying. The homeless assassins make no sense.
1: Then give them suits. He's
3: right? going to stink out there like Taylor shop.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now he's rubbed his homeless clothes all over the 40s boat. Like Winston has to ride with him uh, underground in the boat. Once John Wick leaves to go
3: to the fucking duel, Winston's got to just sit there with him. You know what I mean? That'd be funny if they had the traditional like clothespin over the nose. he <laughs> smells so bad. Winston pulls out a Febreze, s- <laughs> yeah. sprays, it out. sprays it out, sprays it out. By the way, I have a, actually have a question for you. Do it. What did you think of how they address the fact that he shoots John Wick off the building and they're just like buddies? Hated that. that
1: was one thing again like i can i can admit like i loved this movie and i'll i will tell you i outright loved this movie but i hate the ending of three so much i three does not make sense and the fact that i love that lance reddick called him on it or was it lance reddick or was it um lawrence fishburne i think it might have been i forgot now but somebody called him on it and he was basically like I thought his reason was like a half reason. I don't remember exactly the wording, but it was kind of like, well, you know, it was all part of the plan. And John, you know, it's like, what? That ending makes no sense.
3: He hits like three
1: fire escapes on that ending to three sucks. Like this to me feels like John Wick four feels like part three. It feels like we should take part three. Yeah. The dog part is cool. That part is cool, but we should take it out. And this is part three. That's what I. By think. the way,
3: didn't it feel like they were remaking three though to a degree? Because it's like I'm happy about that though. I love that. It's like that the tracker, Mister Nobody, is Halle Berry. He's Halle Berry.
1: Yeah, he's Halle Berry. It's the, He it's even the uses the dog the ca- same, same way. Same it might, might even be the dog same dog. Yeah. It, was it a German I Shepherd? Think, in the they last look
3: movie? very much the same. It's I the, think the same like fucking dog. Like yeah. Why wouldn't
1: they just bring Halle Berry
3: back? Exactly. It's just some of the like I said, some of the stuff, and I guess. To your point, it makes sense that they were like, okay, let's, if people had, I had problems with that storyline. It seems like they're like, like you were saying, they, they cleared out the, uh, the upper table guys Yep. Uh, it, at the beginning. And then they're bringing in the same character. I don't know. It just, to me felt like that's, that might be a better way of putting it. It felt like they were just revising the third one. Yes. to continue the series. It felt like
1: they wanted to have finished things in three, but it was clear that they that Lionsgate wasn't gonna let them do that. So they were like, yeah. oh, fuck, well, let's come up with this other ending in three. That's what they gave us. And then when people were like, hey, we love the movie and we want more, but nobody really likes that ending, they were like, oh shit. And now this felt to me <laughs> like the definitive like Chad Stahelski saying, I'm making up for three, and I'm also doing what everybody said I should have done last time, which is to finish John's story. Like to see, oh, a, just have, to have yeah. to have John say goodbye. Like I know there are some people online. Let's just let's just say it. Let's just fucking say it, dude. Spoiler. This movie ends with John Wick dead. Like you see his tombstone. He's buried next to his wife. It's a very touching moment. Some people are saying, and he's visited by Lawrence Fishburne and Winston. And Lawrence Fishburne yeah. has the dog. He has John's dog from the second and third movie. And some people online are saying the dog sort of perks up a bit before the that's what i noticed yeah i didn't notice that i didn't notice the dog perk up like like can you explain it to me did you did the dog like notice someone it out of frame like this,
3: it does this move where it feels like it's like it's anticipating you know when the dog sees its master coming yes it's kind of like that type of move okay i, I also missed felt that. that to me i don't know if you think he's actually dead or not i do whenever i whenever imdb is like John Wick Five in pre-production. How the fuck are you gonna do John Wick Five without John Wick? It doesn't make any sense. Well, that's My why I thought that you... he's. I think he's just. If he wants to get out, the best way to get out is to fake your death. That's a good way to get out.
1: Like he could have done that way back in the second movie and been done with it. Yeah, no, but
3: they don't really think about those things, do he they? He could have been
1: like, we could have faked his death, put him in witness protection, and there's no need for you to live with the homeless people, go to the desert, you know, get shot at, fall off a building get beaten up thrown down the
0: stairs
1: (laughs) you can avoid all these things if you just fake your own death
3: (laughs) so to you do you think that's the end of this one listen or uh, end of his when i
1: left the theater on friday i thought this is the end and it felt like to me it felt like a great final moment for the character and i was like good i'm of the camp like give john some peace it's over He's done what he needs to do. He got his freedom. He died a free man. He gets to be with his wife. Cool. I'm good, man. I don't need any more. I think it's ridiculous. Once I saw the movie was getting more and more money over the weekend, I was like, God damn it. Lionsgate is going to make them make another one. And I was telling you the last episode, I said in our Get Prepped for John Wick 1 through 3, I said, I think that, um, God damn it, I got thrown off by myself. I had a train of thought and then it (laughs) fucking derailed I said that I thought for sure for sure that it was clear that they were like, look, this only ends one way. It's got to be this, right? And it felt like Three was building to that. It felt like it was building to his moment, right? And here we finally get it. And I was like, fuck, they are never going to let this breathe. Like, we even said in the last episode, that's what I was going to say, that Uh, Because you said, oh, there's John Wick 5 in production. I said, but Chad Stahelski has said they want to let the character breathe a bit. And I thought that was a clever way of them basically, now that I've seen the movie, saying, well, what what the press doesn't know is we've killed the character. So there's no way for him to continue. I personally don't want him alive. I think it's enough. I've had enough. I think it's enough. I think these four movies are great. Three is fine. But I think we've completed the journey with him. Now, that said, with a $75 million weekend and the fact that Lionsgate has no other franchises, do I think we're going to get yeah. John five, six and seven? Yes. And also, we're going to get spinoff movies, because there was a post credit scene that Mark told me to stay for that I'm glad I did, which basically shows uh, that Donnie Yen's character, who survives this movie, um, is being stalked by Akira, Hiroyuki, uh, Hiroyuki's daughter. Uh, and that's going to be a whole thing with the ballet, there's going to be p- ballet assassins. And I saw in September... On Peacock, the Continental TV series comes out.
3: Oh wow! That's That's
1: like a—it just takes place in the Continental. Yes, I I, there's no—I don't think John Wick is in it, but it's in the world of John Wick. It's set in the Continental, and Winston is in it. Oh wow! So there's—we're definitely getting a lot more John Wick uh, from the John Wick universe. And Anna Diarmas, Marvel
3: universe. (laughs) Anna
1: Diarmas has a spinoff movie too, where she's going to be one of the ballerinas, right? oh really so we're getting more that's why i'm saying like we're getting all these other projects does that mean the major thread that john wick
3: is over that's kind of what i what do you think you think he's really dead or not to me here's the thing is like if you have a movie called john wick five chapter five he's got to be in it and he's not in it why are you fucking calling it john wick chapter five shouldn't it just be whatever the spinoff movie is it, to me, that naming convention would make no sense. Like, it's it's not like James Bond where someone else is going to take over the role. That would just be stupid. That would be stupid, in my opinion. Yeah, please don't do it, that. The, I have a feeling that he's just going to come back. Maybe they just dig him out and like it's a sci-fi movie. <laughs> Mark, he who wins? <laughs> I, I think I think that. Um,
1: but do you want his journey to be over? Are you done? Or you want to see more?
3: Here's the thing is like, because Keanu Reeves, and I know he's doing Constantine too, which if he's going off to do that, awesome. And John Wick Wick takes a breather before it comes back. That's great. I don't mind him coming back because here's the thing. I don't want it to turn into Taken where they're actually like, okay, we're pushing this actor to a degree where he physically cannot do things anymore. I think Keanu Reeves, while he's still in great physical shape and can still do stuff, keep making them while he's physically able to just make them like dope ass movies. And I think, like I said, four is an improvement over three. So I think it can get better. They're all they're. No matter what my complaints are about John wick and these movies. And it's just mainly my complaints are because I've seen a lot of movies. I think this is like a stellar franchise and I'd love to see it keep going because he's a cool character. And it's like, it's really not about it's, at the end of the day, these movies really are about watching Keanu Reeves kick ass. I don't care yes. what anyone says. The 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 backstories, they're just like little things to get you to the action sequences. Like this movie proved. It was like a, most of the filler stuff in between. It's not as exciting it, because it's just designed to push you into an action sequence. So if these are just like Rail Rider action movies, then Keep making them while you still have Keanu Reeves because he's the only reason why this franchise works. And if they try to do it with like, I can't see John Wick 5 being like, and it's Donnie Yen's character. Like who? Yeah, that would be weird.
1: That would be weird. It's just
3: weird. The naming convention's wrong. So my thing is like, maybe take it to six and then end it, but give people what they want while your actor's still physically able to. You know what I mean? (laughs)
1: Um, wow. Yeah, it's uh, I, I, I agree. But I also selfishly, I feel like I'm done. Like, I feel like it's such a neat from a screenwriting perspective, like this is such a great way to say goodbye to him. I don't know how you come back from I've earned my freedom, completed the task, have been buried next to my wife, this whole thing started with my wife and my dog. We, I don't know how you come out of that to give us a good dramatic reason for him to be back other than just oh. saying fuck it he's here just to just to do this like they don't give john any backstory in the new one literally just have him come back and start killing for the fuck of it or something like you know what i mean i don't think he has any more he doesn't have anything else to prove as a character
3: well, you know what the thing is—he can still go after Winston because Winston still betrayed. Winston
1: him. fucked him over, though. Yeah,
3: you know what I mean. Yeah. So there's still a story in there that. could bring Or he him back. could
1: come out and help protect Donnie Yen if because they are friends and Donnie yeah. Yen is clearly in trouble in that post-credit scene. And if they're gonna Marvel this shit, and there's gonna be a Continental TV show, who knows what's gonna happen in the Continental during that time? Although, yeah. again, here's what I don't understand: It's like they're biting them; they're fucking shooting themselves in the foot. The beginning of this movie, the
3: Continental collapses. So the series takes place, I guess, between three and four. Well, actually, it doesn't collapse. They just blow out the rooms, it seems, because the structure is oh. still standing. Because remember, he says that. Oh, like, yeah. There's that other shot where you just see the building with all the bombed out windows. And he's like, I yeah. just want you guys to, on your dime, fix up my hotel. So so maybe they're rebuilding stuff. it in the Continental. So, maybe that's what's well, happening. The thing is, like, you all, <laughs> we, we as an audience already know that that building's coming back. The same building. Yep. He's going to be reinstated, of course. So the story can still continue. All they would ha- really have to do is, like, the movies. You know how they always start where it left off. So they just start in the uh, in the uh, graveyard, and then there's the camera pans left, and, and he's John hiding behind Wick a tree or there. something. There yeah. you go. Here and I then am. The, then the then you can begin your uh, John Wick five. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, it's sort of like. I agree with you in that if you're going to kill a character, just let him stay dead. But the fact that we're seeing like you know pre-production news stories for John Wick Five, I don't want to see a John Wick movie without Keanu Reeves. I'll be that so. Are you not point. interested
1: in like the spinoff with Anna Diarmas and the TV series? You're just no, interested in is, John.
3: No, no. Here's the thing: is like those. Oh, are, you're saying if you're going to call are, it John, those are designed to be spinoffs, sure, right? Sure, yeah. But if you're going to use the character name. Not the, to be like then you gotta fucking John have him. Wick in vain But it's sort of like it doesn't make sense To have a John Wick movie And he's only a reference You know what I mean It's just kind of yes. a disservice to the audience So, yes. I don't know yes. how you would Like how else would you do it And the thing is like as much clout As Chad he has He's still like got, He's still in the studio system And if the studio wants to make money Like he's kind of have, He's going to have to go with it I thing. think they're
1: gonna make him make another one. You know what I mean? It feels like I don't think we're he not has done. Enough
3: clout to be like, no, that's it, dude. No, literally, Lionsgate has nothing else. Too. Well, here's the thing too: it. If you're in his position too, and I don't know the politics, but it, this is kind of his his baby, right? He's been on it. For yeah, the first he's been one, on so every
1: one, every movie.
3: Even if like the studio can just be like, you know what? If you don't want to do it, well, it's still our property. We're gonna move on with this without you, right? we'll get another and they guy could easily do, they could it's it, like you were saying if they have nothing else they could They have easily, nothing else dude. they could reboot it and do something stupid like he is young john wick and you get some the, the it's like a john wick jr
1: it. it's like the young indiana jones john chronicles jr. <laughs> oh remember james bond jr the cartoon about teenage james bond john wick jr it's like him in high school oh my
3: god <laughs> hey what's up guys But here's the thing it's like if you think of it from the <laughs> politics background, <laughs> he could either do the neck the fifth one or they could butcher it. You know? Yeah, so I don't know, man. Like I, where the, the it's almost like damned only...
1: if you do, damned if you don't.
3: Yeah, here's the thing is the series for me the only way it can really move forward is they just like let's re- if if the studio is insistent upon a new one, the really the only thing they can do is resurrect him. To be to be honest like most of the John Wick franchise is built on Keanu Reeves being like kind of like awesome Jason dude.
1: Voorhees and Jason Lives. They should just what if he's actually dead but he rises up out of the grave.
3: Now he's an undead John
1: Wick. You thought he couldn't be killed before? Now he literally can't die.
3: <laughs> or they do the go like you were saying the horror <laughs> route, but it's, you know, they go the supernatural route so John Wick is some oh, entity. He's like The Conjuring. <laughs> yeah. He
1: can like clap fucking grab you in a cabinet mark feels like we're kind of coming to the end of this thing really quick before we get to voicemails um we did this for the other three movies favorite kill favorite action scene favorite side character do you have those for for john wick four?
3: i actually you know what favorite i do like the track i like mr nobody i like the tracker i thought even though i said he's derivative he's very cool he's an awesome character i love his personality Funny that he never changes his clothes. He's must be as smelly as the home. He's, He's gotta got to be so smelly too, for sure. Had a heavy backpack and all this other shit and on, a skull and cap. Never changed it. Yep, but I like that character. I love the scene where the marquis stabs his hand, and he has to peel. He has it to pull back. it out. Oh, my whole audience was like grossed out by that. Uh, yeah. Favorite kill? That's a that's a tough one. I my a- favorite action sequence though is in the Japan Continental because so many crazy things. Happen. Oh yeah, I do like the the Arc de Triomphe when he's throwing people into the cars. That was really brutal, Love and that. him driving around with the gun shooting as he does a donut with the him, do- with the crazy, fucking doors crazy. ripped open
1: so you could see him. It's so
3: awesome! Yeah, that was dope. I actually liked when he crashed into that one guy with the car. That was like one of my favorite kills because <laughs> yeah. it was just like. I'm not a fan of that because it just feels so like, you know, when you see someone get ragdolled and then mushed into a band. Yes, yes. Oh. How about you? What were my your favorite uh,
1: my favorite side character? I'm going to give to Donnie Yen. I loved him in this. I think uh, Alley Cuisine was tough to beat.
0: Alie Cuisine. <laughs>
1: I'm going to really wait a long time for this fight to finish. Um, but I thought Donnie Yen's character was awesome. I also just loved Donnie Yen, and I thought he kicked ass. And um, my audience. There was no bigger laugh during the movie than when the Marquis said, remember your daughter and Donnie Yen screamed, fuck off. My oh, whole yeah. <laughs> audience lit up. Love Donnie Yen. I thought he was, my, he was my favorite bit from the movie. Favorite action scene. I know you weren't a, a big fan of it. I'm going to go with the stairs. I loved the audacity of the scene having to restart basically this impossible Sisyphean task of him going back up and then him teaming up with Donnie and I thought that whole thing was electric. I was on the edge of my seat. Favorite kill. This is a weird one, but I just love it because of so how fucking strange it was. When he drops, we didn't even talk about Scott Atkins and his weird fat suit. When he drops Scott Atkins <laughs> on those stone steps, Scott Atkins lands flat on his head, and his yeah. head and skull get crunched into his body, and he's just like. <laughs>
3: With his eyes, but with By his the way, eyes was, pried open. As much as I wanted to say that scene, it was so goofy, and his expression at the end with his like <laughs> yeah, eyes, I love out, that. Made everyone laugh their ass <laughs> it off.
1: It was so fun. I loved how fucking like out of a a movie with some of the most crazy dynamic violence that someone died, and like that to me felt realistic. Like that someone would drop onto a staircase and just like crunch their skull into their body. <laughs> yeah. I I loved that. I also just love the way the death looked. Um, oh, yeah. I think that was my favorite. Um, my my honorable mention goes to everybody in the Hotline Miami sequence where he was using the dragon the dragon rounds. Was, I thought that, that looked, that looked actually, awesome. Yeah. And uh, again, like I was just kind of I was blown away, dude. Like I was so blown away. And I'm talking every action scene: Osaka, Berlin, Arc de Triomphe the fucking hotline miami shit and the uh the stairs i was so blown away by the audacity and the craftsmanship of each of those action sequences that i was just like this is it man this is the finest i wouldn't say it's the best sequel i still think 2 has that honor but i think if we're just talking straight up pound for pound best john wick movies 2 and 4 i think it follows the um the star trek rule man even numbered even numbered flicks are the, are the better flicks i think
3: Interesting. By the way, this these movies handle characters falling in the most painful way. (laughs) It's like every fall they love a good fall. It's like they're there was a fall when John
1: landed on a car that was really painful looking.
3: Oh yeah, and it's from a really high, and he dents the car,
1: (laughs) dents the car, but he gets right back up because that's the cartoony, that's the physics of this movie. You know what I mean?
3: Like I accept that. Um, And I don't mind. By the way, I have a revision to make. I think the hotline Miami scene is my favorite action sequence. Just because it's fucking awesome. Just the audacity. It was a lot of of, uh, complexity, and the setup was really cool. And it was just so
1: well done. It was like it's also something to see something competently made. You know what I mean?
3: And I like that those dragon breath rounds looked real. They didn't feel like see. I don't know if they are, but they looked like you know when you when we watched when you when you showed me that Nemesis scene and you see the fire and sparks yes flying off of those like cyborgs that's what it reminded me of too Yes, i loved how it looked
1: shout out to nemesis albert (laughs) Pion. go watch nemesis everybody it's fucking awesome (laughs) um i think it's safe to say well i'll I'll just speak for myself and i'll let mark go i'll say i would highly recommend john wick 4 of course i feel like you've probably already seen it if you're listening to this mark would you recommend john wick 4
3: oh yeah i know it sounds probably from what i was saying that i was disappointed and didn't like it I had a blast. It was super enter- entertaining. I would probably see it again in the theater. And I do recommend that premium screening. A, I want to go like, premium. I think LED. I might go premium. You have to. I mean, this is a movie that has a lot of, as much as I, it sounded like I was trashing it, it does have a lot of replay value. It's super fun. Um, just for me personally, I would have liked to have seen, you know, just something a little bit more. Um, but I definitely highly recommend it. It's great to see with an audience. I think it has more of an impact if you see these movies in the theater than at home. So Agreed. if you have a chance, just go out and see it and definitely do the premium. And I'm assuming that it's playing here in IMAX, which I'd love to see. So Oh, fuck. I yeah, that would be amazing. I would, For me personally, I would like to rewatch it in the IMAX. Theater. I wonder if
1: IMAX, because you know when you watch things larger format, especially that IMAX, Hundred foot oh, screen, uh, you know, it it tends to make things seem a little slower than they are when you're watching it projected on a smaller screen. So things seem to be happening a little faster. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned about that in film school. Like when things are projected yeah. uh, on a screen, you'll notice the action and the pacing are a little bit slower than they than they are when they're when you're watching it on a TV or something. So I'm wondering if IMAX kind of will help. Or make those, I wonder if it'll be a hindrance to those action scenes, or you'll just be so overcome with the scale of it, you're like, wow, this is fucking amazing. Or if you'll notice a change in pacing.
3: To me, if it's like because they're taking advantage of the fact that Keanu Reeves is a good fighter, a lot of those, the stuff you see in those action sequences happens pretty quickly. So if it does slow it down, that actually could make things better for the audience because you'd see it more. Yeah. Oh, that's Uh, true. That's true. One thing that I don't know if we, touched upon is this is a very long movie but notice both of us did not say oh it felt long no no actually that two and a half hours goes by really quick and i do i may have said in my comments that some of the action sequences feel a little bit too long but at the same time, as a movie overall, when you see the length and you're like, oh, that's a daunting length. I don't want to sit in a theater for two and a half hours. Don't worry. It'll go by really quick. The only thing you would actually be annoyed with is the fact that you have to sit through the entire credits just to see that little story, scene, <laughs> which to me is important because it does set up a next movie. So
1: I agree. It is important. Make sure you stay for the credits, as Mark said. Uh, all right, let's do a voicemail before we get out of here this week. This is from our buddy Jeff at Love of Cinema.
2: Hey guys, this is Jeff from the Love of Cinema podcast. Um, so Mark ghosted me again this week. Well, he ghosted Dave and I both. We started a, a group chat, and um,
3: I
1: got to get on these we were group to chats see about seeing John Wick because <laughs> I,
2: like you two, did my rewatch of John Wick. And so I was like, well, I want to see this movie with other people who've done a rewatch. My guy at AMC Lincoln Square dressed up like John Wick, and spent an hour putting blood makeup on his face. Whoa! And Mark could have seen that Damn with you know. Dave and I, but he decided not to, which is fine. <laughs> I've ghosted people by accident before. I'm assuming it was by accident. You're welcome, Mark. <laughs> um, but it just happened to be on the week that we elevated Mark on our podcast. <laughs> One of my co-hosts called your show the Mark and Matt movie show. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs>
2: we gave him top billing. And how did he reach <laughs> us? That is his loyalty to you, Matt. That's his loyalty <laughs> to you. The Wait Frozen a minute. Frozen I... on the shelf. We'll have to see. We'll have to see if we get that Frozen 2 episode. Anyway, I love John Wick. I love the rewatch. The commercials didn't help my experience of watching John Wick when there was a bloody action sequence, a knife through a head, and then immediately a cataract commercial. Not exactly oh, like yeah. moving the plot forward for me. But um, I'm glad that Peacock let us do that. So that was really cool. Uh, One is still my favorite. I really liked four. It's going to take me some time to process if I put that ahead of two, which I also really liked. And I really like three, too. Fuck everybody. But that's probably my order. One, two, four, three. I I think I'm going to put two at the number two spot, even though four was such a fucking epic with so many incredible... Sequences, favorite sequences in order. I gotta go with the, the the museum one that ended with the blind guy with the glass and the colors. That's just so classic John Wick. I love that. Followed by the oneer followed by the stairs, and somehow I'm putting that gate sequence or that uh, roundabout sequence in Paris at my number four on this list. Yeah, but the whole Osaka oh, thing with the lights. Oh fuck! It's fuck. Fucking awesome. So good. I actually want to ask you something sort of serious. A.O. Scott, the chief film critic at the New York Times, left, and he cited a bunch of different reasons. A, nobody wants to engage with critics. B, people hate the media, so they don't see the media as that intermediary between essentially marketing and audience, where marketing is telling you something is the best thing ever, and he and the critics are supposed to be the one to kind of fact check that a little bit. Having said that, I have said on our show, so I don't want to run from it, that's our kind of podcast, and just being able to find people that you like and engage with seems to be where people are headed. So, do you think that we are the solution to big for profit criticism? I would love to hear your thoughts. You guys. Whoa. You, Mark. Dude.
3: That's uh, actually a good point he made.
2: Mark, lots we, to respond to there. We brought him there.
3: up too, right? We, we up- called him Mayo, Mayo
1: Scott last week, so we probably are the reason that guy left because he heard (laughs) podcasts like ours and we called him mayo scott and then he got mad and then he quit you see we're part of the reason that man left
3: hell yeah (laughs) i i I kind of agree with jeff like shows like love of cinema our podcast it's kind of like we're regular people We, we don't have a really you know we don't have a platform that's as established as like new york times or these big you know i guess they would be even perceived as pretentious in a way because they're so heavy-handed and strict with the way they review movies i think people want to hear more of like what your average person is going to say because they're more trustworthy and we have a a perspective that's more in line like some like most horror films by like your top tier critics would get totally shit on yes and do and i love movies and will sing their praises because we're not as pretentious. We're like, we are lovers of cinema in all shapes and forms. So I feel as though we're not just looking for the AFI list. We're just looking for a good movie. And I think that's what makes us as podcast movie podcasters more trustworthy because we're actually not just looking for like, oh, this is to be, and I always use Citizen Kane and shit, but it's more about like what's a good movie? What's entertaining? What makes your life, you know, enjoyable? And I think that's what we bring to the table rather than like, we're going to just take massive dumps on these movies that people have busted their ass to make. And yeah, sometimes we do when it's warranted, but overall, I think we're a lot more fair than someone that works at like the New York Times.
1: Than Mayo Scott, right? Yeah, I
3: agree. Um, I agree
1: with you, Mark. I think that was well said. The only thing I would have to add is that I think it says less about critics and less about Mayo Scott. What's happening? His his problem with the disconnect, but you know, you know, people not trusting the media or people not taking critics seriously. I think it says less about critics and more about the audience. And it just tells me that they're out of touch. It tells me that, uh, like Mark was saying, people want more. I, I do agree, and part of me would love that 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 people would want to seek out podcasts like ours to get their movie, you know, analysis from. Sure. But I think more than that, I think it just points to the fact that people like him are completely out of touch with modern moviegoers in that, just like what you said, Mark, they would be quick to shit on populist entertainment, right? That's the thing. We right now as a society have been through so much. I don't want to bore people, but I'll just say we've been through the fucking ringer these past couple of years. And I think people don't want to go watch The Whale. You know what? (laughs) They want to watch Top Gun Maverick. They want to be entertained. They want escapism. And we shouldn't be punished because we want to escape the shitty world that we're in, and I think Mayo Scott and others like him. Their whole career is built on on shitting on that and punishing the people for not wanting to do work at the theater. So if you treat escapism as a bad word, then you get fucked over by it, and I think you're seeing that now, and if it brings more people to a pod like us or like the love of cinema. So fucking be it, man. I th- I think that's cool. Um, I would love to pretend that we're the future. I don't think we're the future for a second, but I would love to pretend that we are. You also said something really funny. You called, you said the lovers of cinema. That would be an amazing <laughs> podcast. Like you have the love of cinema and then we start the lovers of cinema, which is basically just the same podcast. Branding. We just steal their branding. We should totally fucking do that. Mark, you also have to respond. So I need I need on this group oh, that's thread, I man. Is this a text group thread? I got to get on this I group thread. I think this thread.
3: is just like, this was just uh, for us to kind of like schedule. And it's amazing.
1: Season. And then so what happened? Did, they
3: So they we did. Together, so, we've only seen cocaine. Cane
1: there you cocaine cocaine there. go. So they, they did elevate but, you. They called it the Mark and Matt movie show, which <laughs> I'm fine with too. I'm fine with that. And I their time. But I love that you also fucked
3: up their title. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to steal their show, too.
1: And we're stealing their whole format. The Lovers of Cinema. I
3: have to say, Matt, the way you put it, I loved how succinct and that's so true. That's like a perfect way to sum up that. Uh, But going back to uh, the Lovers of Cinema, um, (laughs) uh, I had to see the movie Thursday because in New York City, if you want to get like... There was basically... And I ordered when the tickets first came out because I want to see it as soon as possible. Because once you start getting to the weekends, it's hard to get tickets. So because you have to pre-order them now because I'm on like in Palm Springs. Oh, yeah. I would just walk. You could just walk up. Boom. And I had a great seat. Now you got to plan months
1: in advance, baby.
3: Yeah. And it's usually when people are afraid of those uh, like, you know, when it's like for persons with disability, this is their uh, you know the person that's taking care of them. This is their seat. That's the re- way I get, am able to get seats is by sitting in. You do the companion the seat, seat, <laughs> the, <laughs> seat. Yeah, the companion <laughs> seat. But um, yeah. So I had to see it Thursday, and unfortunately, I did. I kind of I ghosted them, so I apologize <laughs> for that. But they they were. It didn't sound like it was going to happen because one of them was like Fridays are not my days, and someone was going. I think oh. Dave was going with uh with his partner, so. Or his wife and De-
1: um... uh, you should have just texted this to the thread.
2: Like and then said nothing <laughs> else.
1: We want to thank our buddies <laughs> at the Love of Cinema. Um, coming soon, the Lovers of Cinema. Also, um, Jeff <laughs> is going to join us these next couple weeks as we're wrapping up. Thank you, Jeff, for calling in. Jeff is going to be on this show in a couple weeks. So, Mark, the next couple weeks, it's going to be guest stars a a, a go go. Next week we got to have a guest star. We're having Patrick M here to talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Oh my god. The following week, that. we're having Jeff on. He's joining us for the Super Mario Brothers movie. And then the week after that, we have another guest that I'm waiting to finalize and I won't reveal just yet. But two movies that Ao Scott will shit on. Mayo Scott will shit all over these. But we won't <laughs> or maybe we will? Probably no. not. So there you go. <laughs> Tune in next week. Uh, it starts our new guest star at GoGo. We've got guest stars for the next three weeks, including Mr. Jeff from the love of cinema. Uh, I forgot to do the sign off bit last week, which is great because <laughs> I put up our John Wick episode on YouTube and it's been getting some good play and people are interacting with it. Um, if you want to watch uh, the John Wick get prepped, you can watch it on our YouTube channel. But I also want to do the outro briefly. Email this. All this information is in our show notes, but email mattmarkmovieshow at gmail.com instagram at the Matt Mark movie Show. go to our link tree find all our stuff we've got merch people you can buy us a coffee but you know better than buy us a coffee join the patreon patreon.com slash the mattmarkmovieshow there you go that's my whole spiel I've been forgetting to do that bit because I've been too busy <laughs> playing alay cuisine so there you go uh do join us next week when we're here for dungeons and dragons i think it's it's got one of those stupid sub. it's like honor
3: among thieves it's
1: like too long but
3: it feels so cheesy and fun though i can't wait
1: i'm excited about the movie i just hate the title just call it dungeons and dragons i don't need the subtitle it feels like a weird paramount thing they force subtitles
3: did they make a Dungeons and Dragons movie?
1: Yeah, they made an older one that we reviewed on our old podcast video. Death. Rack. Is that they... the
3: reason why, though?
1: Yeah, I think they're trying to differentiate it. They don't want it to be the Jeremy Iron. They don't want you to get confused with the old Jeremy Irons one. Yeah, they want you I to figured. see the new one with Chris Pine.
3: Even though it's a dumb title, I think it's going to be a blast. And I also think it's getting it,
1: right? fantastic fucking reviews. Everybody's talking about it, the and I just reviews. found this out. It's the same guys. I love this movie. It's the same guys who made Game Night.
3: Oh, really? You recommended that movie? I love I Game I Night. directed on this show. That's yes. A super fun movie. Fantastic
1: movie. movie. Same writer-director team. So I'm really excited for Dungeons & Dragons. So we're going to be here next week with Patrick M., our buddy. Longtime listener. And he's been on this show before. He's a yeah, cool he's guy. Suggested. He'll be here. He's got a great voice. Mr. Patrick M. All right, guys. That's it for us. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.